And now for something completely different. Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show. Presented by RIA Advisors. I'm having all kinds of problems today. Hey! <laughs> We're here. And I'm wearing my... Whip inflation now button, buddy. So, Brent, can you play the, hey, Grandpa, what's for breakfast? From Hee Haw. We just did. One for me, Ooh. one for Danny CFP, Yeah. one for Brent. Looks good. Squirts in your mouth. Not only do you get peeps, but they're marshmallow. They're filled with coffee. Now, is this because people have been sending Lance packages and you're and hoping... And nobody sends me any, so yeah. I get my own. There you go. Subtle. And the camera's talking to me today. It says, look here. I it's think okay. I would have chose something a little different, but uh, <laughs> teach their own. If there's one area of creativity, it has been in the peepdom. <laughs> there is a million... I bet they have sriracha flavored peeps, mm -hmm. Tabasco flavored peeps. Mm -hmm. Wrapped in foil. When Brent goes to Chewy's, he gets it with queso. <laughs> Chewy mollies. So, um... You had your coffee this morning, I see. <laughs> You're not the only one who's told me that. Um, so we got a... Well, we, we actually got the futures are green. Sort of weird. 19, sort of, by the way. Uh, huh? 19. 19. Types of peeps. 19? Dang. Any any spicy ones in there that you see? No. No spicy. Sour watermelon, though. Kind of interesting. Blue raspberry. Hmm. I don't know what that... Strawberry delights dipped in cream fudge. I would hate to say these all taste the same. You know what Lance does with these, right? You ever tell you the story? Throw them in the trash? Throws them in the trash, yeah. No, but he puts them in the freezer. For like a year, and then they have a peep fight. Awesome. Those things hurt, man. That's like a, putting a rock in a snowball. Kids shoot them out their Nerf guns, right? <laughs> yeah. Root beer. Okay, now we're talking. Oh, there you go. There you go. Listen, guys, I don't know when to make you all hungry out there, um, ladies I'm and gentlemen. I'm sure you're not. <laughs> no eggs and bacon peeps. So, uh, obviously, again, futures are uh, pointing higher this morning. We'll see where that goes. We are opening first quarter earnings. So, that'll be interesting to see. Most important is going to be guidance. What are these companies, these evil, evil corporations saying about inflation and what they expect? I saw some expectations, Danny, of food prices going up about 25% over the next three months. So you're seeing rising estimates for companies like Kroger, uh, Anderson's, and some other foodstuffs. Also saw a report that how people are finally switching back to generic brands after ignoring them after their massive stimulus packages have been spent. So now instead of Tide Pods, we're going for Gain and Purex. Anything from Dollar General, baby, which is a dollar twenty-five general, right? 
So inflation, that's why I am going to beat it today with my win button, Danny. So what are you expecting from earnings season? What are your, um, what are your thoughts, oh, sage general Smith? Well, I think corporations are going to be cautious, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of unknowns, uncertainty still. I mean, I think people are beginning to see that this inflation is a little bit more permanent than they expected. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it will be fleeting at some point as we see supply chain logistics improve, as we see uh, maybe some type of resolution with Russia, Ukraine. However, some of these things could last a little bit longer based on just, you know, like you, you hear of the news right now that a lot of um, – you know, Ukrainians are unable to plant. And you look at how much wheat mm-hmm. and grain comes from that area, uh, corn. So this could be problematic for a, a little bit longer period of time. And so whereas, you know, we've been on the in the camp and the Fed was that this is transitory to some extent. Right. You had a, yep. a shutdown economy. Um, you had a lot of stimulus. Now we're seeing some other issues that are the geopolitical issues that are actually starting to weigh on the I think the overall inflationary pressure. So the Fed, you know, Bullard overnight said, hey, we're still behind the curve, but we're getting better as far as rate hikes. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that the, the corporations are going to be cautious. I think that's going to be the, the I word. do, too. And I do, too. And I think they're going to reference uh, supply chain inflation and how yep. it's sticking around longer. But how Bullard came out with that comment, I'm telling you, it's a bunch of stooges. And I hate to because I love my three stooges. But let me tell you, this group is inept. Not only are they too late, Danny, now... They're going to push us all into recession. They're going to have to move by at least 50 basis points. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say even start out with 75 basis points. They have to move, and they don't even have to wait for a meeting to do it. And they just seem to watch the house burning. So the second floor is gone. Now they're staring at the first floor. And now we're saying, okay, when do we start? But no, we're doing great because guess what? The second floor is not even here anymore, so we don't have to worry about it. How long before the entire house is gone? So how many 50 basis point rate hikes can you actually do? We've already seen first quarter GDP numbers. We've already seen, uh, I don't know how many, and again, everybody's predicting recessions at all different times, and some are not at all. Some say the yield curve counts, and some don't. Lance has got some seminal work on the yield curve if you go to Real Investment Advice. All I think there is a major consensus on, Danny, is one, they were wrong about transitory, and two, they're behind the curve. I don't know if they were wrong about transitory. I mean, it has been transitory. However, it's it's actually gotten worse. So, I mean, it's always a moving part, right? Oh, I guess. But there's some part of that stuck in the goose, you know? Yeah. I mean. Well, these are some (laughs) of the things that you can't necessarily account for, right? I mean, who knew that Russia was going to invade Ukraine, the actual economic impact outside of, you know, those just those two countries because of the yes. food supply. Right. I mean, to your point, the geopolitical risks did add, uh, in other words, instead of Artie Johnson coming over, Putin came over with a water gun full of kerosene and started to spray it on the house. And yet the Fed still does nothing, Danny. So I have no clue how this whole operation is going to work. On a lighter note, get your BJ ready. The Bear, Walmart, $110,000 salary to new drivers. Come on, Danny. You and I, we get the trucker hat. We get the chimp. We always, okay. right? We're in the, in the cute outfit, the CB radio, and we get out of here. 
What do you think? Uh, I like my job. Danny's like, one day in a cab with you in the truck. <laughs> and he's dead in the blue bonnets outside of Ennis. Nobody will find his body. Oh, man. But they are announcing now that they're going to increase starting salaries for its freight drivers. 95 to 110,000 up from an average starting salary of 87,500. And drivers who have been with Walmart longer can earn even more. So this is a good part of, you know, what the inflationary pressure is I, I, doing yeah. is we're seeing some wage growth finally, right? Bad for inflation sort of cuz wage growth is sticky cuz once Correct. I offer you 110,000, I'm not going to take it away. But it is nice to see see that, but the repercussions are there. What will happen to Walmart prices? They're going up higher. Hey, listen, we're going to talk about guaranteed income. Do you need it? What is it? How do people spend when they get guaranteed income in retirement? All for you and peeps when we get back on The Real Investment Show, Financial Fitness Friday. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. We're all impacted by the significance of the passage of time, especially when it comes to signing up for Medicare. When should you enroll? What's the best plan for you? How will the significant passage of time adversely affect your Medicare premiums? Join Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff for our next virtual lunch and learn on Medicare, avoiding pitfalls and permanent penalties. Thursday, April 21st. Register now at realinvestmentadvice.com for our next free lunch and learn to avoid the pitfalls and permanent penalties of medicare realinvestmentadvice.com the real investment show lance is wondering which one of us would be bj danny and i said it has to be you because you're hairier and you'd look so cute in those outfits with the little shirt and the beanie oh my gosh we would take, it would be great. I'm buying a truck. I, I have made my decision. Walmart, here we come. Walmart, here we come. So listen, uh, we're all into word salad, obviously. Uh, that's the thing now. So people don't like the word annuity. Wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <clears> to <throat> see if I can do it. Whisper like AOC. People don't know what an annuity is. They have no idea. If they did, they'd like it. <laughs> so, an annuity is guaranteed income. And who doesn't like guaranteed income? Some people have pensions. When Danny and I did our retirement inflation battling right lane class, yeah, I was amazed by how many people raised their hands who had pensions, Danny. I was jealous of each and every one of them. So guaranteed income is a pension. Social security isn't, is, is, a, is an annuity, is, a, is guaranteed income, right? That's what, a social, that's what social security is. There are numerous studies that show people who have some form of guaranteed income spend more in retirement. They feel like they have more retirement freedom. It sort of makes sense, Danny. It goes back to our premise of how do you take a fixed rate from variable assets. So how do I take a 
every year 4% out of a stock and bond portfolio? No, I have to monitor those. Maybe I can. Some years I'll do more. Some years I might have to do less. What if I have a bear market? What would I do? Would I pull money from other sources? If I have a check coming in every month, I feel comfortable to spend it because I know in the following month, guess what happens? I get another check, right? So David Blanchett found out, which is uh, David's a great uh, student of retirement income. 401k investors, and not many have them, with annuities, Danny, are less likely to trade. These guaranteed income make participants more likely to stick with their portfolio during times of higher volatility. And it makes sense because I don't have to worry about it, right? I know that if I put X amount of dollars in, I'm going to get X amount of dollars out. So it simplifies my decision around generating income for retirement. And and I'm not saying that you should have all your money in guaranteed income products, but it is show you that people don't have to worry about the income decision. I think when you're in a target date fund, Danny, you got to worry, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. But the issue is that target date funds, people still don't quite understand them in the right. sense that they right. all have their, their glide path or so to speak of, you know, whatever that may be. And it's typically not the glide path that you would expect because you got, this is one of those issues where you really have to understand all of the other problems that, that it can get, can occur here. Right. Yes. And so the volatility aspect, and it's not necessarily what you don't always get what you think you are. And so that's the big part I think about the target date funds, but you're right. I think it does allow people to say, hey, you know what? We can ride some of these things out. Because I don't have to worry about the ups and downs, yeah. right? Because this part's not variable. Correct. Well, and so I think that's the, the whole aspect of a, a good financial plan should allow you to understand, you know, what type of bandwidth you have here for losses, number one. Um, but doesn't that depend on the input on those plans? Absolutely. If I'm going to show you that I'm going to get 10% returns, well, I, I see nothing but roses. Why should I have to take 4%, right? I could take 5% or so. Forth, Correct. Right? Yep. And so that's that's the bigger part of it, right? So yeah. if you can do a financial plan, you understand what are your non-discretionary expenses? How can you meet that? Does it look, is it Social Security? Do you have that defined benefit plan that's going to provide you with that pension income? Do you have a guaranteed income annuity? Um, these are all things that I think will help support the other behaviors, like you mentioned, Rich. And that doesn't mean it's it's right. I mean, I don't think you just throw caution to the wind. But if you're in a portfolio, you understand the impacts, mm -hmm. I, I think that can be a, a, a good thing. Now, I'm not encouraging anybody to write anything out by any means, especially we know the math of loss. We know Absolutely. the impact this can have. And that doesn't mean to, to just say, hey, we're going to go 100% in equities or you know, become speculative either. But in all fairness, Danny, people who, and look at all the studies that show people make terrible decisions at highs and lows in markets. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I can create a strategy that reduces trading impulses by clients and yet benefit them with income, you know, it seems like it makes sense. Right. We go in there and we ask actually risk manage. But a lot of investors look at all the Dalbar studies. Right. They're going to probably do a terrible job or they have most of their money in their company stock. You know, we've right. seen some really atrocious things going on in people's 401ks because when they put that money in, it goes into this black box. They never look at it again. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I guess depending on your five, 20 years, maybe it's good. If I've got three to five years to retirement, it's bad. 
And then if I'm depending upon a target date annuity and saying, well, my target date's 2023, that means it's safe because it's 2023. If they don't take the years out of those target date funds and why that has not been suggested, Danny, I have no idea because to your point, there's no maturity date. Once I say, okay, Danny, I'm going to retire in 2023. Well, you should be in a 2023 fund because logic tells me I should be probably having maybe 10 to 30% in equities, if that, because I'm going to be looking to take money out. These target date funds that, reti- that are have this year as their date, as their target, the only target is you on your back because you're going to have at least 60 to 70% in equities. It doesn't make sense. These funds do not make sense. So what do you think a 2020 is? Oh, you mean as far as the allocation? Okay, so a 2020 fund, which means I've already a couple of years in retirement roughly, not even, but a little bit. Uh, Okay, let me tell you what I think it should be, and then you can tell me what it is. 20% equities. Okay. What's a 2020 fund? 45 but here's the other aspect of this as well, right? So it's not, so the remainder of that is primarily going to be in fixed income. So right now you have a problem that fixed income is down just as much as the market. And so you may or look more, at this. Or more, depending yeah, on the fixed income you're in, right? That's right. Now, I just looked at one fund. I mean, we can take a look at a, a couple of others. Well, if you and, look at like a Vanguard 2022. I looked at 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, now you look at a Fidelity. Yeah. You have 52%. In equities. It's in called their 2020 the, fund. Yeah, it's called the magic of the glide path, and you're going to have to figure this out. Well, I think this yeah. is where active management, so you know, we've been able to just go buy the market and things have gone up, but at some point you're going to have to rely on some type of active management, even within fixed income, because you're not going to be able to just buy and hold and just sit and wait. Who you have to look these at glide paths? Do you know? What's that? Who's the professor who created these glide paths? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> it's... Well, the but, whole premise is if you have some form of guaranteed income, you're probably not going to mess up your plan. Correct. Right? Whether or not you need it. This is uh, the blanket of the heat map. The bl- Yeah. We'll need that in the cab. It's going to be cold when we're driving through, like, Iowa. So bring the heat map with you. Um, Jeff on uh, YouTube says, well, annuities are basically overpaying for the guarantee. Well, your pension's an annuity. Um, fixed index annuities won't have as many costs. I would, I would argue some do. I will tell you, Social Security, how many times have you tried to replicate in the private market what you're going to get paid out in Social Security? You can't. No. You can't. Well, I've tried. Is, it, I've it, tried. I've tried to see if I can replicate it. And I can't find a product out there that does it. Correct. But the other aspect is how long will you live? I mean, where is your break-even point? And so I think right. this is something that needs to be calculated and, and taken into account. So mm-hmm. that's one of the bigger factors. Yes, because, Danny, without the plan, how do you even know whether or not outside of Social Security if you need a guaranteed income? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you have a pension, that's great. But some people might say, hey, um, I want to roll this pension over and leave it for my family. I don't really need this, right? But it also depends on, the, like you said, the longevity risk. The problem is people get sold guaranteed income products, and they may not need them. Uh the whole goal of an annuity is to, what Danny just said, is to manage longevity risk for you and or a spouse. And how many, we talked about this on our right lane, 
how many people just really do have that crystal ball? They just know when they're going to die. Oh, I'm not going to live that long. Yeah. Oh, I'm, we even heard that Saturday. I'm not going to live that long. Uh, you got some magic godly eight ball that I'm not really aware of. So the question is, what if you do? What if you do? Because if you're dead, who cares? Are you looking at joint life expectancy? You and your spouse. Women outlive men. Right? Uh, what's the longevity of your spouse look like? So there are a lot of factors that are going to go into this. But with guaranteed income, and that's why you are seeing such a retirement crisis today, is because people don't have pensions, and they're not good savers, this audience excluded, right? When you look at the median wealth that people have, what's the median 401k balance, Danny, for someone who's, say, 60 years old? Not enough. Yeah. Not nearly It's enough. not even six figures. No. Right? We do the simple wise study that shows how many people, how many retirees, 50 plus, maybe have a year's worth of retirement income saved, right? So... So there's going to be a group of people, and what we're doing at RIA now is trying to classify those, trying to help you for, for even from a simple rule of thumb to understand even if you need a guaranteed income option outside of Social Security. But without proper planning, you really just don't know. We're going to continue on this conversation. Also, we're going to talk about the Principal Financial Group's latest retirement security study released this week. How are people feeling? What's the research shape? Principal, principal does a really good job at helping people or understand where people feel or how they feel about their retirement income security. We get back here on Financial Fitness Friday. We'll be right back. investment advice blog it's required reading for the informed investor catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com we're all impacted by the significance of the passage of time especially when it comes to signing up for medicare when should you enroll what's the best plan for you how will the significant passage of time adversely affect your medicare premium join richard rosso and danny ratliff for our next virtual lunch and learn on medicare avoiding pitfalls and permanent penalties thursday april 21st register now at real investmentadvice.com for our next free lunch and learn to avoid the pitfalls and permanent penalties of Medicare. Realinvestmentadvice.com. You're listening to The Real Investment Show. Should I do the whisper again? What is your retirement fear? Do you know? you don't know most people don't know and guess what this principal financial group study shows that 2,000 US consumers 248 plan sponsors that have at least one product or service with principal uh, financial participated in this study conducted in November and December 50% this is a great factoid from the study or takeaway 50% of workers are either unsure how much they should be saving for retirement or know 
they are saving less than they should be. 50% are unsure. That tells me, Danny, there is no plan structure. There's no blueprint, right? There's no road to figure out what kind of returns do I need? What could my lifestyle look like? How much should I be saving, right? Yeah, I, I think this is a, a, a huge issue. You know, we talk about personal finance 101, mm -hmm. and this goes into the workplace as well. And unfortunately, plan sponsors aren't doing enough. Plan administrators aren't encouraging it enough. And Wall Street does just want to sell product, right? They don't want to, they don't care about the education and the plan. What, what do you always say when we are on our right lane? The plan is a loss leader. Yeah. The plan is designed to push you into a product. The plan should be the plan. And that's really important. And most people would just do a plan, even if they just started a plan, like say our my blocks on, on our RAA advisors, right? There's a there's a retirement awareness that you're going to create going one step at a time, right? Very important. Um, also, 62% of workers see employer match contributions as the top criterion for reaching retirement goals. 52% say it's a balanced portfolio. 51% cite financial advice and guidance. But I will tell you, I know what this financial advice and guidance is. It's all about product. It's about product. Not setting up how money is going to work for you in retirement. Um, I would also think, you know, we're not, I didn't, I've, I've been writing about the SECURE Act. I haven't published anything yet because, frankly, Danny, we don't know what's going to, what the end result's going to look like. But one is to boost auto contributions, right? Mm -hmm. Where you have to affirm out, you have to just elect to be out of this 3% or whatever it is that's coming out of your check. Unfortunately, we have to do that these days because, Otherwise, people won't do it. So if I elect out, I might not elect out and just take that 3%. I hate to say it, but I'm force-feeding you. Well, I think once somebody sees the paycheck and say, okay, well, maybe it's not as right. you know, impactful as I anticipated, then they just don't go back. And some of it may be just people are lazy. Yep. Or don't realize it. No, agree. Changing nature of retirement saps confidence. So here's a really good point. Time was when retirement timing, that was a terrible sentence, in the U.S. was primarily driven by the age of a person could collect Social Security and pension or defined benefit plan, right, or pension. Today, workers say the retirement depends on when I've saved enough or when I cannot do the work any longer. And this shift has taken a toll on many workers' confidence. Only 40% of the workers said they are confident. They have the knowledge to make good decisions with their retirement account ahead of a job change or retirement down from 59% in the first quarter. So you see, not having the pension, Danny, not having some form of an annuity structure or defined benefit plan, putting the onus on the employee to make those decisions has resulted in this lack of confidence. I, I totally understand that. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even plan sponsors don't feel like they do enough. They mm -hmm. don't feel like that their employees are saving enough. You know, a lot of times yes, I think right. that there's also paralysis by analysis. The information's, you know, it moves so quickly that people just don't understand what to do oftentimes. And the overall impact of it. So they feel like, you know what, I'm never going to get there. We also talk about, I mean, look at all the commercials, Rich, that say, what's your number? What do you need to retire? Right. They never talk about how to get there. 
they just talk about you're going to need this enormous number. And it's like your doctor saying, hey, you need to lose 50 pounds and you need to do it now. I mean, that's overwhelming. Most people just say, well, that's not going to happen, right? But if you start to set goals and say, okay, mm-hmm. where's this? Let's get to this mile marker at this time and do it little by little. And you understand this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And it's going to take quite a bit of time to get to where you need to go. But these little behaviors all along the way are going to be extremely beneficial to to get to that number. Yep. And that's where I think that the, the industry misses that boat. Yes. Well, Lance will love this one because he... It's about Social Security, something he really, he really enjoys. Yeah. yeah. 64% of workers and 73% of Gen Z, that's my daughter's age, she's 23, lack confidence that Social Security would be available to them. Only 30% of respondents said they have created their retirement savings goal based on an estimated income floor in retirement. What they need to cover as far as monthly essential expenses, Right. Or 73% admit that they lack the knowledge of how to create income from, from savings. 73% of respondents, Danny, think about this, do not understand how to create a retirement income paycheck. Because guess what? The financial industry only cares about accumulation. And we talked about this at uh, our class. Mm-hmm. This whole, the entire industry is based on, um, we use Tim Allen in tool time. Not Wilson on the other side of the fence, who's in distribution mode, the accumulation mode, right? Where most investors want to know, even young investors, my daughter will ask me questions about this. Dad, how do you create a retirement income stream? Like I'm working and I get that, but how do I do that? So it's even regardless of age, Danny, people want to know, how do I create a retirement income from my savings and social security, like what goes into the pot that now comes to me, right? We don't focus enough on that. We're going to have a guide that's going to come out. It's about 15 pages. um, That's going to help you understand how to ways to boost household income. And it's not just for people close to retirement. Obviously this study shows me. Yeah, no, this is for everyone. And I think this is the bigger part is that you need to understand how you accumulate, where do you accumulate assets, what the overall impact is, understand that these things will be variable as well. And how do you take that into account? And then you create that distribution plan Mm -hmm. from there. Because look, you have to understand the accumulation aspect before you can understand the distribution. That's the problem, Rich, is that we've all been force fed, put in the 401k, put in pre-tax, and then we don't give ourselves much flexibility. And so you only have one way to recreate that paycheck. And that's going to be the the way Uncle Sam loves, I'm sure, because Mm -hmm. they're getting their tax dollars. Right. Isn't there a way, to your point, to say, okay, listen, Wilson, Brent Wilson, Danny Tim Allen, I'm the guy in the middle. I got to help you both understand each other. Like, don't you think when I'm in accumulation and I'm learning, I should also be planning for that distribution, right? It all ties together. It's the same road, except one's the beginning, one's more toward the end. But I've got to plan for that entire road. I got to plan my road between you Mm -hmm. and Brent, right? That's right. But I'm only going to focus on you, Danny. Forget him. Yeah. Yeah, Brent, you know. We'll put him in the back of the cab. We don't care. You know what we need to do? We need to create like a mentor program, right? I mean, so a good financial advisor should be doing most of these things already. Mm -hmm. But imagine if everybody had somebody who's already been there and done that. And they could actually discuss, you know, financial pitfalls, things they've done well, things that, you know, this would be great. I mean, everybody needs a mentor in in their job, anything that you're doing. Uh, And I think that 
that would maybe be, this is what we're doing. We're going to start a mentor program. Mentor program. I like it. All right. Like it. What do we need? We need people. We need people. Every we need 10 a, years. We need a truck. Mentos. <laughs> Peeps. We need an 18-wheeler as we can drive around the country being mentors. BJ and the mentors. Oh, geez. <laughs> this went way wrong. Employers see a problem. 39% of plan sponsors feel their employees are doing a good job preparing for retirement, and a mere 15% feel their employees will have enough money saved, but they're just doing what they can, right? Uh, employers know offering a retirement plan is important for maintaining their workforce, with about half citing retention and attraction as a top reason to offer a plan, and 61% feeling it's important for employees to participate. Now, I wonder, because I haven't dug into this part, what is the definition of retirement plan? Is it just about asset allocation or is it stuff we're talking about to be more holistic and have somebody create a plan? Is that a question? Or No, what do you think? I, I don't think retirement, maybe with principal retirement plan does mean retirement plan the way we think about it. But most people, and I think a lot of people in financial services hear retirement plan, and they can hear go, ooh, asset allocation. I'm going to sell you a nice product, you know, nice product that uh, does this for you. Don't worry about it. Okay. What's that going to do for me? Well, that's the problem is that many times you don't actually do a thorough, holistic plan, understanding all the moving parts. And so it is just going to lead to say, hey, you need this. The problem is, is that we can all be separated in age. And we yeah. could all be sold the exact same thing from many people because they're simply a salesman. Right. Exactly. Well, maybe again, maybe what plan sponsors are looking at here, a retirement plan, maybe making it a retirement plan or something like a MyBlocks available to your employees is important because they're saying at the same time that they don't do enough to encourage employees to increase their deferred savings percentage and they don't do enough to start planning for income in retirement. And again, it's not really the employee employer's job to do it, but they feel like maybe they want to. Get back. We're going to continue with this study and more here on Financial Fitness Friday. We'll be right back. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. We're all impacted by the significance of the passage of time, especially when it comes to signing up for Medicare. When should you enroll? What's the best plan for you? How will the significant passage of time adversely affect your Medicare premiums? Join Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff for our next virtual lunch and learn on Medicare, avoiding pitfalls and permanent penalties. Thursday, April 21st. Register now at realinvestmentadvice.com for our our next free lunch and learn to avoid the pitfalls and permanent penalties of Medicare. Realinvestmentadvice.com. The Real Investment Show. Not to put you all in a category, but I sort of put you all in a category. I'll explain that. Um, 
This is inspired by the work of entrepreneur David Macchia. Focuses on the processes of retirement income. But Lonnie, on YouTube, you are a sheltered investor. And that's a good thing. That means your portfolio withdrawal rate from your variable assets might be 1% to 2%. You're sheltered from the volatility of the market because you have more than possibly 80% of your retirement income derived from guaranteed income vehicles like Social Securities, pensions, and deferred income annuities. 90 to 100% might be of your fixed mandatory expenses might be coming from guaranteed income. And you might use your variable assets for the fun stuff. That is a good, I think that's the retirement nirvana right there, Danny. If I have enough guaranteed income to cover everything I need to survive and my variable assets are used or may not be used at times of distress for things I would like to do, plus help me keep up with inflation, one of my mentors, uh, Z Bodie, great professor, would say, that's retirement nirvana. It is, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, are you kidding? If you could find a way to have that income coming in on a monthly basis, not have to sweat it, and then everything else is icing on the cake? Yes. I mean, that's freedom, And I think right? that's what it was years ago, don't you, with pensions? Absolutely. Well, you had that financial freedom, you know, but we also had much better behaviors back then. You know, you saved to buy a vehicle, you saved to buy a house, you did these things and, you know, down payments were much more. So people weren't as inclined to, to move. And, you know, the, um, the badge of that financial security that people had was so much different Yes, because we, we also changed all of our behaviors. We talked about the behaviors earlier, but I think this is, you know, we've changed to that mindset of living on payment to payment and paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Because of it. Yes. Agree. You know, you and I thought it was nuts when Apple came out with the I, the new iPhone. It was a thousand bucks a couple years back. Right. And, you know, how how dumb we look now. We were the nutty ones. Because everybody thought, oh, this is great. What? I can I can just pay you a little bit each month? Yeah, I could finance this for like five years. But now you're financing one forever because you're constantly getting a new one. <laughs> so now you've locked somebody into a payment for the rest of their life to have something that you know most people can't live without. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, so Lonnie, good job. Anybody who's done that, I, my hat's off to you. I gotta get a hat, but once I do, it's off. See, it's off right now. I don't have the hat. Um, funded investors. Now, I think this is where a lot of the audience is gonna fall. Portfolio rate of withdrawal rates, two to 4% from a stock and bond portfolio. Right, a lot of responsible savers are going to fall into this category, right? Where stock, Social Security absolutely works and adds to it. But this is the group that's going to have to monitor their portfolio withdrawal rates, especially during times of market volatility and a bear cycle, right? So they're gonna have to be more flexible over household spending from year to year or their withdrawal rates, right, Danny? So I think a lot of people who have done a good job saving in their 401ks, manage their debts, are funded investors, and they've been told by the financial services industry that you could take 4% and there's no problem forever because we're just going to ignore the market cycle because people don't understand market cycles. 
Well, that four percent rule was when interest rates were much, uh, much higher, and you right, could go right and and create a very conservative portfolio and meet that need yes. rather easily. Whereas now that's not necessarily the case. Now I know we're back into a rising rate environment, and it feels weird for most people because we haven't really been in one in, in a significant period of time. Man, and listen, even I, you know, I mean, I've been around for a lot of market cycles. Lance has, Michael have, and even you have. But, man, this is going to be somewhat of a new cycle, especially with the Fed so behind the curve. And, and frankly, Danny, you're too young, really, to remember the times when we've had tremendous inflation or bigger, inf- you know, greater inflation rates than we, we've had over the last 15, 20 years. So, um, yeah. you know, who knows how a new generation of investors are going to respond to this as the, as the Fed pulls liquidity and has to move? And how resilient is the economy going to be? Like you said earlier, wage growth could possibly help, but wages still, I think they're going to top out. I think the average wage growth number is going to be at roughly about 3.4% across the board. That's still not going to be enough. Well, and I think the Uh, bigger aspect of this, too, is that, I mean, okay, so Walmart can afford to do something like this. What about the little guy? They need drivers, right? But but what about the little guy? Are they going to be able to do this? Are they going to be able to increase their wages and stay, remain in business? Are they going to be able to access capital the same way that they historically have? I would say no. It's going to be tough, right? You're going to, if you're a small business, especially if you're in a service business and your margins are squeezed, it's, I, I don't envy you. It's, it's going to be challenging. Your customers are going to pay that price, right? So yep. it depends on who, you know, your customer base. Then there are what we call underfunded investors, and these are – uh, they these are people who require a portfolio withdrawal rate that exceeds four percent annually on a consistent basis, and then that may not be poor savers, just maybe bigger spenders. Maybe they, something in life got in their way, an illness, whatever it might be. These are the individuals that have to really button down. Might have to look at guaranteed income, Danny. Right, reset expectations, work long. In other words, you can craft together a plan that works for an underfunded investor. But when we have people that come to us and say, listen, uh, my portfolio uh, personal rate of return that I need is 9%, and I'm going to let stocks try to carry me through to make up for the shortfalls that I've had, that is no, 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 not the way to do it. Grandma Rossa would say, no, that deserves a spanking. That's not going to work if I'm using stocks to try to play catch-up in my retirement plan yeah i could actually take in our plans how many times do we show people you want to notch it up on risk you want to turn the dial where valuations are today what happens your returns actually go down not up because you don't have a tailwind anymore especially if the fed decides to maybe throw some water on your house as it's burning thoughts professor no, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head here. I mean, it's the biggest problem that people face is if they underfund themselves, they get too risky at the end of they try you know, to, right? their yeah. working years. And unfortunately, in a time like this, which, which you said, at peak valuations, I mean, how much higher can we go here? And at some point, we know we're going to run out of steam. And when that day comes, you don't want to be the one left, you know, completely, fully, fully invested at that point. And so this is where somebody would have to work longer. Um, this is where, you know, you may have to make other concessions mm-hmm. along the way and say, hey, we need to cut expenses. We need to figure other things out in order to make this plan work. Work part-time. 
That's right. Work a couple of years longer. Makes a tremendous difference to the plan um, overall. It's not impossible is what Danny and I try to say. And, I, and whatever your number is, because we always push this number, yeah, we can throw a number at you. Hey, you need $5 million, and you know what you're going to do. You're going to run me over with the truck. Because, okay, you you guys are, like you said, you walk into my doctor's office and says, well, by next week, I expect you to lose 20 pounds. Well, okay. See ya. Yeah, great. <laughs> And then you go find a new doctor. And then you go find a new doctor that's going to work within Wait a second. your I don't hear strategy. This. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's plan is going to be somewhat different. Everybody's road is different to the end goal, whatever the goal is. And along that road, right, there's going to be pot, pot, potholes that you create or created without any fault. People don't understand infrastructure. Um, so it's, I'm going to talk like this all day. Do you realize that? Um, I'm stuck. My needle is absolutely stuck. You know what, Rich? Just take the day off. Don't worry about it. I can't take the day off. Can we take the day off? No. Are you the boss? No. Yeah. no. People don't understand taking the day off. People Isn't that the truth? People, you don't really... <laughs> Forget it. That's great. Brent, Brent, you got a really good one there. That's a great AOC. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Danny's like, I'm not even going to try. I haven't had enough coffee. He's having had enough coffee yet to do it. What about if I give you one of our Peak uh, Delight coffees? Squirts in your mouth. You know, I'm going to pass. Okay. Okay. Your wife will come after me. I, we've got this diet. This is not on it. I can assure you that is not on it. Heck, this isn't on mine either. I just buy these. You know why I buy this? To see how long For I can wait to, before I open. Well, yeah. <laughs> how long I can open this. Is there how even any, any nutritional value in that thing? <laughs> oh, you want to? Okay. Uh, total fat, 4.5 grams. Total sugar, 30 grams. Actually, that's only... Oh, serving size is three chicks. It is low. Ca oh, it's like the Dixie chicks. <laughs> three chicks. You know what the calories are? Because that's how people look at stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is only 180 calories. This is only 180 calories. That's nothing. But like you said, no nutrition. You can have a financial plan that's no nutrition. You know how you do that? Go to Merrill Lynch. That's how you do it. Uh, you're on fire today, buddy. I love you all. I love you all. You know what? We have the best audience. We have the best uh, turnout for our combating inflation. How many great questions did we get, Danny? We get a great. Uh, you know, I love getting back in Smart person people, and getting out there. Great questions. So lots yeah. of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Hope you all can come to the next one. We have Medicare coming up. Avoiding the pitfalls. Thursday, April 21st. Lunch, virtual lunch and learn. 12 p.m. Sit in with us. Learn to understand the alphabet soup. Don't make a bad decision. You will be penalized for it. I had help somebody yesterday. Almost, They almost would have been penalized at least 10% uh, on their premiums. So see you next week, guys. Lance on Monday. Take care. Have a great weekend.
It's a rich man's world.